I could make what Derek Lalone said on the bench last night, the title of this episode. Just, but unfortunately, Apple Podcast would probably flag it for the ex- explicitive. You know, um, that was awesome. I love that very much. I want to have that video everywhere. I'm gonna like GIF, whatever you name it. I want it. T-shirt. Let's go. Detroit Red Wings merchandise. You can make a lot of money here. You get a tattooed across your chest. Yeah, maybe my lower back. Who knows? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Upper thigh. Upper thigh. I got some good legs. You could do it. Rock it. Um, <laughs> welcome into another episode of the Production Line Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Garth Wickham. Grant Wickham. Andy. The prodigal son has returned. I'm back. He's back. Better than ever, too. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I'm back. Just like the Red Wings. There we go. Just down this, down this, down this. You, you and the Red Wings down the stretch, just uh, team tank. Just grinding it out. <laughs> Doing some cardio. Yeah, yeah. Riding the bike. Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to do it. And uh, yeah, we'll in this episode we'll uh, recap the week that was. Um, Red Wings lost two games. Won a fun one last night, which we'll get. We'll uh, spend the majority of the time of a uh, bunch of prospect news. Uh, Mazer, Wallander. Casper, eyes emoji, and a lot more. But yeah, uh, starting with, it kind of feels weird that it, it has happened, like like after our last episode. But uh, Simon Edmondson's first goal. Granted, it was a four three loss to St. Louis, but uh, that was the cap of like a very interesting start to that game. But um, Simon Edmondson throws the puck towards the net. Uh, Matt Luff thinks it hit him. I did love the full on selling and just for it to get called back and be Edvinson's goal. Pretty funny. But um, no, Simon Edvinson gets rewarded. But I think we can talk as a whole like of his play. I, Andy, we didn't really get to talk to you about it last week. But what have you thought of Edvinson's game so far? Uh, the bits we actually get to see him. He's pretty good, actually. It's he made the trend. Like, so I saw him in his first game live. That's right. Yeah, you were there. That's We, we haven't even talked about that. How was it? Yeah. Uh, it was depends. Like if you're a Wings fan, it was pretty sh- not good. But if you're a hockey fan, it was awesome to watch some guys. Nate, couple scrubs, couple scrubs, yeah. And Makar. You know, Never heard of him. Too. No, but no. Uh, like in that game, I really noticed me. Like his first shift, he was in front of the net, mixing up with like Cogliano. You know, he wasn't giving him any room. He was giving him some cross checks, and uh, you know. Like, Plastered Nate instead of well, at the blue line. A couple of like, I wasn't expecting him to be that physical. Like for his first game, especially. I don't know why. He's a big boy, but just wasn't really expecting it. But uh he's impressed me quite a bit. His stick work is phenomenal. His skating is his decisions are a little sometimes he's second guessing himself, you can tell, but that's to be expected. Definitely. Definitely, but uh, no, I I I feel as if he's gotten more comfortable throughout. He's taking, yeah. he's getting a little more confidence. He's making these a couple plays on the blue line, like in the offensive zone, that I've been really impressed with making plays, making that pinch. Granted, the asterisk here is you really need to have the right partner with him when it comes to that point. But uh, I mean, obviously, right now in the season, let him do his thing. But right. uh, no, uh, good work on the blue line from Osterley sends it across, and Edvinson looking for the pat, like the. Kind of the shot pass goes off a a St. Louis defender and in. So not the prettiest goal. Unfortunately, doesn't get the PA call either till the second period. But pretty cool. His parents were in the building too. 
Yeah. Because they weren't able to make it to the first game, right? Right. So, I mean, it's pretty neat that they get to be there and he scores. So, uh, obviously, kudos to him. And he is getting back in the lineup for the next game. So, that's pretty big. Uh, Thursday against Carolina. I don't know why. I mean, you got to keep that winning D, D pairings together. You get Lindy and Hag some more ice time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I want to bump them up to twenty to twenty to twenty four a night. Yeah, we're not we're not on that game yet, so we can't talk about the offensive dynamo that is Gustav Lindstrom. But well, I know save your excitement. I know. Sorry. Yeah, try try to try to contain yourself. We're, we're, on, we're, on, that, we're on we're on Simon Edvinson now. I know he's not as good, but. Let's just contain yourself, okay? Um, but no, I am super excited of what he's bringing. And I did love, like, Lalone, it seems like they're very intent on n- not burning his first year of his ELC. The way Lalone said in a press conference, or like, this is the way he's, he basically, he said he was out before this last game. And he basically alluded to the fact that that's just the way it is right now. So I think it's a management decision not to burn the first year. Which I mean, fine. Yeah. I mean, there's only at this point. I think there's only nine games left, right? So he sits three out of the last nine. I don't know. Whatever. I he is the he is the better player out of anyone that they're gonna put in. But still, I, I guess I get it. But I I mean, personally, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to burn his ELC. I really don't think there's that big of a deal in it. Yeah. But also, if they truly don't want to, I don't hate the plan. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem if they're like, since they're not sitting him to sit him, they're sitting him because they have a plan in place. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's I kind of he annoying was, as a fan base. So you want was, to watch he him. was, he did have a day to day injury. So maybe that's a part of it too, but they also said they weren't right. going to really play him. They weren't going to play him on the road. Yeah. So, cause they wanted to have his matchups taken care of. So they play a back to back Thursday, Friday. I doubt he plays in Winnipeg. Yeah. If they're going with that, but. I get it a little bit, but again, you get to, you have to watch how, how your contract expires for prospects. Like at this point, if Edmondson doesn't burn his ELC, then you're looking at him, um, Wallander, and Casper potentially as well. All all their years expiring at the same time. It'd be yeah, a little pricey. Exactly. So if you're going future, future, like looking at it that way, three years down the line. So I mean, if you want to like, I think it's I almost like it when you stagger it a little bit. That's possibly three really expensive guys, too. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how expensive, but they're all cost. Mazer, Mazer as well, actually. I can throw him in the mix, too. Yeah, too. So, I mean, we'll talk about those guys in a little later. But, um, yeah, this game, uh, Jake Wallman continues to score, like, my favorite goals of the year. Like, when I look back on the season, all the goals that might be my favorite will be Jake Wallman's. <laughs> the one that he almost scored last night, uh, like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that led that was I mean we'll talk about that like that sequence too, but yeah. Uh he didn't make the sick move on this one. He was kind of wide open, but David Perron really sauced it in there. Um really nice play. A little half clapper over the shoulder of Joel Hofer. Who's a good he's a pretty big boy too. He's a big goalie. I'd say six five, right? I think so, something like that. He's good. I like him as a prospect. He's or not even as a prospect. He might be the starter next year for St. Louis. Because Bennington is bad. But then it kind of just went south from there. Um, Helleberg started this game because Huso uh, got injured. And three goals ended up uh, Helleberg getting yanked. I think he only faced 11 shots, too. It was like three goals on 11 shots, three goals on 12, something, something small like that. 
Um, I I will say like two of them. I don't really fault them on, but the third one was pretty bad. The Blay goal. That was not good. It doesn't really help him as a guy who, I think we mentioned it too a couple episodes ago. The sense of his opportunity to get more games and potentially resign with Detroit after he beat out Nadalkovich earlier in the year for the second spot and hasn't really taken the reins when he would have had more ice time. Yeah. So uh, definitely a, the the backup goaltender position continue will be a storyline to follow this offseason for sure as to who will be in filling that role. Um, yeah, Bad other Nash. than that... <laughs> Bad Nash. Hilarious. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Uh, I did love how they, you know, Detroit, you know, the Nadalkovich gets welcomed back with a breakaway. Yeah. It's good stuff. You we love like, a good old breakaway. Yeah, first game in how long? I think it was December 8th, I think, something like that. And he just immediately faces a breakaway. And he gets scored on. I mean, not his fault, but uh, he's kind of taken that from there, though. I mean, he started the past the past two now, and he's about to start a third straight. Which good for him, honestly. I'm happy that he got recalled. I'm happy he's recalled, and he gets a chance to prove himself to another team for next season. Because I don't think he'd want to resign Detroit, or probably not. And also, like, I mean, his play has been pretty good late. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but again, he. Put a lot of doubt in into the management team for them even decided to waive him this year. Yeah, so it's probably a two way street. Um, Jason also scored this game. Uh, also got hurt in the Philly game. Um, so I'm not sure. There's not really a clear thing what's happening there. He he hasn't skated in a while. Um, but yeah, it scored his fifth fifth goal. Lo- dude loves to score when there's when there's a extra guy in the ice, whether it be power play or empty net. Fifth goal of the year. Um, net front Raymond as well, banging around in there. But yeah, too little, too late. Four three loss, and they move into Philly uh, Saturday. And this is the definition of a tank game. Tank, tank, tank. Uh, Valeno got a little time on the first line, which Grant, I know Grant's been pumping him up. Grant, you want to pump he, him up some more? I mean, he he'd gotten time the n- night before. Um. Prior to the Philly game, I mean, he spent the whole third period in line with um, Perron and Larkin, I think, and then it got switched to uh, Raymond for the Philly game with them. And I thought Valeno was probably the best forward in that Thursday night game against St. Louis. I mean, he was flying around all game. And then in the Philly game, he only got like a quick look. Which I don't know why that didn't last a little bit longer, but um, he's been playing this past week. He's been playing a lot better than he had been for the past few months, which is really nice to see. His feet Way are just confident. feet are just moving so much faster. It doesn't look like he's got anchors on his feet, which makes no sense when he's that fast. That he should have anchors on his feet. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's simple. Simple math, you know, you're moving at a specific speed and you shouldn't be moving if X, if Y1 plus Y2, you take the reciprocal, you flip the numerate. I'm lost. You guys stop. I'm getting like, I did pre-calc homework all day Monday. I don't need this right now. Okay. (laughs) Sorry about it. Yeah. Don't need it. That's all. Yeah. 
letters mean numbers. Uh, I just I miss math. I haven't done math in like three years. I don't. Not even the slightest. I yeah. As someone who didn't take math for six years and then have has to do it to complete a degree, not great. Not great, <laughs> Chief. Um, but yeah, Philly game. I I really like how Philly plays. Like this is how I would want. To, I saw I want Detroit to play down the stretch. Young guys competing hard, like a guy like Morgan Frost is really starting to pick up his game after being called out earlier in the year. Um, they got a couple guys I really like. Owen Tippett this year has been really good. Torts has that team plan. That's what I'm saying. Like, not calling out alone or anything, but like teams like demoralized. And maybe it's because of the trade deadline as well. I should that that should be factored in a little bit, but an injury. The team has struggled with injury down the stretch, but yeah. It is yeah. pretty it's pretty tough right now. Philly Philly's young and hungry. Um no Cates. It's another yeah, guy. Ca- Cam, I like. York, Cam York too. Yeah. Silky. Um, he's really good. Um yes. but they're hungry. Like like you yeah. said, Cates. Cates is like really coming into his own. And also Tippett's been really, really good. He um, plays all situations. I saw something he was playing like he was his average went up to like twenty one minutes. Yeah. He's, playing, he's PKing too. Which the is nothing weird, the like, other weird thought, one. Okay, go ahead. The other weird one was uh, Sealer. Sealer has been real good. Really, really good. Scored like the goal of the year. Yeah, early, like a couple weeks ago. I think he's on another. I think he still has a year or two left. Too. Yeah. Like a, well, that's why he was on. Tra- that's why he was on trade boards because his contract sell value was like seven seventy five. Yeah, it's crazy. Because obviously he was like kind of a fighter guy. Like he was a seven D fighter, and now he's like pretty good. Not like again, he's bottom pair caliber, but. Yeah, even like Forrester's played really well the last couple. His games. shot is insane. It is the like the players that have struggled the most are like like Tony D, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, obviously play, play um, all the hits, all the hits, and uh, Travis Sanheim has struggled. I know getting the new deal too. I really like Sanheim too. It's unfortunate Me too, and Faraby also, actually. Yeah, he's been better of late too, though. Like Faraby's yeah. ice time's gone up way like the past couple weeks because he got called out by Torts. And then yeah. since he's been back, he's been a lot better. But um, what's up with the Carter, the, Car- the Carter Hart rumors? Like, isn't that like the craziest shit to you? Mm, a little the bit. National team? No, 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 not no, not that. The the fact that they're looking to trade him possibly. Oh, because yeah. Sam, they, because Sammy Ayers, because Sammy Ayerson's like yeah. playing decent. I don't know. I think they're like trying to like get rid of more players and like the core. Herbert was talking about. And so now there's speculation that teams will call on Hart. Uh, as they should. Yeah. Hart's really good. And He's very like, good. The, what was it? The first like 12 games of the season, his stats were redonkulous. Yeah. Philly was like off to a really good start. Yeah. Carter Hart was like a 960. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's still like a 917 on the year. Like he's having a really good season. He's not like a 909. Not oh, is it? Oh, still great on Philly. That's really good yeah, on Philly. How much of a. Their backups numbers are yeah. awful. The backup goalies with Sanders won one game. He's two ten and two. Oh, two ten and two. Oh, great, even better. But he's got an eight eighty seven. Um, but and like Erickson's Ar- got an eighty nine, but he's got he's like six and one, I think. Yeah, but like still, like it's crazy to me, like seven game sample size, and everyone's like, okay, Carter Hart, see ya. I guess yeah. if you want to tank, by all means, and you could get quite a bit back for Hart, but I don't know. To me, that's crazy. He's gonna be twenty six, I suppose. What? Is he gonna be twenty five? Twenty four. 
drafted in 2016. He's 26 this year. He's going to be 25. No. Yes, look it up. Uh, Philip Ronick is going to be 26 this coming I'm year. I'm looking so. up right here wrong. No, he's going to be 20. Dude, trust me. I I keep thinking that Dylan Arkin is not going to be 26. Carter Hart is 24 right now. I mean, he's 24. He's young. He will he's turn in... 25 in August, in August. He's a 2016 draft here, though. Yeah. Oh, he was a young 26. He was a young 2016 draft then. I see. Yeah. So late. I see. Okay. I was convinced because the because the 2016 draft is a lot of guys are turning 26 this year. My B. My B. Um. Anywho, yeah, this game. Kind of a snooze fest, unless you're a Philly fan, because that was probably a lot of fun. Scott Lawton also been pretty good this year. Yeah, he's got like forty some points right now. Yeah, he's got like nineteen goals. Not bad. Like for a guy who was just strictly like a third, fourth line guy, it's kind of popped off a little bit. So good for him. Um, but oh, again, like I like I said, like I want the Red Wings to be a little chippier, play a little nasty, upset some teams, which is what they did on yesterday. So they did. 7-4 win. Pittsburgh. I could, we could have a longer conversation about Pittsburgh. What are they? A mess? Trash. It, yeah. yeah. Trash. That's true. That's a good point. Leave it at that. What was like that? Uh, Danielle Bruce tweeted something after the game. It was like, the Crosby suck chants are always fun. And some guy was like talking about how Michigan was the armpit of the United States as if like Pennsylvania isn't just a state to drive through. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Like who goes to who goes to Pennsylvania for like leisure? Me, the Hershey Chocolate Factory. Oh, there you go, there you go. I I suppose. Okay, I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of state slander. I, I don't know. Pennsylvania is not that bad. It's not that bad, but it's like not. It's not like, better than Michigan, but no, that's what like, that's what I'm saying. So to like kind of just know. throw that out there, it's like maybe like, there's should... a lot of really boring states. I I wouldn't rope Pennsylvania Delaware. into that mix. Should do a little I'm state slander anything. this episode. Yeah, I'm not Delaware. saying anything, but. Delaware, interesting. I don't know. It's not the first one I think of. I, obviously, Ohio is the easy one. <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa! You been there? Yeah. yeah. So I thought. So I thought. No defending that. Iowa also exists too. So MGK's from Ohio. You watch your watch your lips. Yeah, it stands. It stands. Case still stands. <laughs> yeah. Do I do I do I need to elaborate even more? <laughs> but yeah. Anywho, this isn't. I'd love to do just like a off-season episode where we just like talk about our least favorite states and why. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, geography, yeah, old geography episode. We actually quiz. We actually quiz Andy, and oh boy, <laughs> he has to tell us state capitals. It'd be great. That would be really um, good. We used to play sequence all the time. Oh yeah, we're killer, dude. Grant, we had to do that before school. We did that. Do state capitals instincts. And yeah, I'm I'm great. I could I could pull that out. I know I could name every state capital right now if you ask me. Yeah, I mean I'm not going to. We're going to talk about the the Red Wings seven four win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, but oh, shoot. Anyway, back to the Penguins. Yes, what are they? Uh mediocrity. I mean, it's like kinda... the Mikhail Granlin trade literally sums up their entire team over the past like five years. I feel okay. like the Jeff Petrie trade also does that as well. That does too. Okay, we're <laughs> yes. we're approaching. The deadline. How are we gonna make this team make the playoffs for another year? Let's trade for a mediocre aging forward to like fit in with our aging core. Let's not get any youth in here or anything like that. That makes no sense. So yeah, let's get a Mikhail Granlin that 
never shoots the puck and just passes up like wide open shots all the time. I don't know. That that trade was pretty ridiculous to me. Yeah. They're the Penguin but the Pittsburgh Penguins downfall is something I'm gonna like celebrate for a very long time. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be real bad. It's gonna be like Chicago is actually like unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, Chicago's like, jump started this thing really That's good. what I'm saying. As much as I hate to say it, because I hate that organization, Kyle Davidson's very competent in his job. Mm-hmm. And he know he knew that he understood the assignment. They're not going to have any assets to like flip right away. Pittsburgh's not because everyone's so old that they're just going to retire. Yeah, exactly. They have no like, draft. They have no that's why I would say like Washington. No Washington's capital, yeah. in a better spot right now. Yeah. And they, they did really good at the deadline this year if they actually yeah, they want to keep winning. like and They also held on to some prospects like McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre. Yeah. Which, yeah, who knows about which, that? I mean, they're not like they're not like elite prospects, but at least they're something. Yeah. <laughs> Like name a Pittsburgh prospect. They're on elite prospects. Uh yeah. The Sorry, only one I, I could name is Sam Poulin. Tristan Bros. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Um and yeah, he then... might be he might be an NHLer. Yeah. Ooh. Who's the Ooh. big defense that they drafted this year? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Pickering. Yeah, Owen Pickering. Yeah. He's good. I like him. Congrats, you have a second pair defenseman. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, probably third. Anywho, yeah, they just don't. Seventeen straight years. I mean, it's the longest streak currently in the in and all major sports. So big yeah. ups, to, big ups to them. Unfortunately, not for us. They're gonna. It's gonna be over. So that's my little soapbox. Um, but yeah, this game was fun. I uh, I had men's league last night and I watched the whole first period. I'm very pumped. Up three nothing. Feeling pretty good. I drive 30 minutes to the rink. I park my car. I look at my phone. It is 3-3. That escalated quickly. But uh, let's go back to the start of it. It started it all. Um, man, I, I'm i trying to, like, I don't even know where to start right now. Um, Who the first goal again? I'm like, why am I blanking right now? Uh, I can't Bergren. Bergren. Jeez. Yeah. I was stuck on the Kubelik goal because I had like the, like I, I didn't think it was his, but anyway, yes, Bergeron, power play. The Red Wings got an early power play. The first unit actually had a couple good looks. Larkin hit the post, the backhand. The second unit comes on. Uh, Valeno gets rewarded with an assist. Kind of wanted, I wanted, th- I, I threw to you earlier. Um, nice play by Zarnik too. Kind of immediately from the corner, bumps it out to the the slot. Bergeron sneaks it through on Casey DeSmith, who also has not been good of late. Yeah, they have no goaltending. I feel bad because I really like Tristan Jari. I think he's a good goalie. But, uh, yeah, he hasn't been healthy. So, therefore, like, what's your saying, Grant? The the best ability is availability? That's everyone's saying, but yeah. That... No, it's your, it's your saying. Stop it. Yeah, it is my saying. Yeah, don't, don't sell yourself short. I'm right? sorry. And then 30 seconds later, uh, Andrew Kopp scores tip cider shot and i really love to see that because again i think i honestly think andrew cobb's been one of the best red wings of late He's yeah been re- not from a production standpoint but yes like all around game he's importantly consistently yeah yeah it's really nice to see he looks so much like he looks so much better like he's more of a threat like when he gets out of the ice i'm like oh he actually could score which in the beginning of the year i wouldn't have said that yeah he's he was a non-factor yeah, but uh, really nice tip in front. 
uh i did think so. i did thought i did think that cider scored that to start but um yeah cool that he gets rewarded he's up to 40 points in the year too so i mean that's it's decent production it's not like what the money he's making but some pace for over a half a point per game this season yeah um but yeah kubli gets his 19th of the year uh we all thought it was lindy grant i don't know you want you want to it was lindy. lindy i i think kubli got he got that was a phantom goal it seriously was i never I actually him. i actually i didn't think it ever touched him either i'm gonna be honest but it's okay i'd rather you see... you as a captain of the lindy fan club like i'd rather right see a... it go to the kubli <laughs> Uh, I can't believe you're not writing like a letter into the league complaining. I tried to. They don't accept my letters anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, Grant's on the he's on the blacklist for the league. That's yeah. been a rough couple of weeks with the league. Mm-hmm. Gustav Lindstrom fan club. That's like the new like we should make that our the the podcast's uh, Twitter name. That is true. We could do that. We could do that. Remember when Remember we, our, our yeah, text chat is Rass's brass. Yeah. So anyone like I was just gonna say that too. So that's really funny. You you beat me to it. Yeah. So our our text chat for the podcast is 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 titled Rass's brass, and Andy changed it to that when Rasmussen's stock was very low. Nobody was Never happy cares. with his game, and we haven't changed it since. And Rasmussen has been basically like not too much longer after. It was, quite a, the, it was the, quite a bit after. Oh, was it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was I'd like, I'd like, I'd like, to, I'd like to think we we helped that, but I guess not. Okay, let's pretend it was the day after. <laughs> is yeah. So the day after Michael Rasmussen <laughs> scored a couple big goals, it was pretty crazy. Um, but no, man. yes, but we've kept it, and Michael Rasmussen has obviously popped off. So maybe that's the trick: is we we now name our group chat something about Gus Lindstrom, and he becomes a second pairing defenseman. Wouldn't that be something? Let's not do that. <laughs> Why not? It sounds fun. Sounds uh, fun. Just by skating ability alone, I don't think I could take Gus Lindstrom. <laughs> second defense, second pairing defenseman. What are you talking about? They do cooks. Yeah. There'll be times <laughs> that I will like watching Hag and Lindy play. It's the it's the Woody from Toy Story meme. I'm holding sitting, holding holding him back. Says let him cook. I'll be sitting by myself watching Lindy and Hag on a shift, and I will chuckle to myself out loud. Oh yeah, and I'll I just I think it's funny at this point in the season, but it is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like you just take with the good and the bad. And right now, I mean, and maybe- to be fair, I thought Lindy actually had a pretty good game, like moving the puck wise. Yeah, he kept um, it simple. I can't. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't really fault him. Yeah, but uh, the second period. Who is... did who did Hag okay. crush? Oh um, man, it was in the second period. I can't remember. Oh my gosh, he killed someone. Good it might have been Archibald. I don't even know. Nice, good stuff. Um, but yeah, the second period came and uh, lots of stuff happened. Uh, it went from three nothing to three uh, three three. Couple of quick ones, couple of bad penalties. The goal we're gonna talk about though is Jason Zucker's second. Cause uh that uh again, Derek Lalone saying, What the fuck is goalie interference? I couldn't agree more. Like what what are we doing here? Yeah. By definition of the like definition of the rules, 
cannot push the goalie's pad while the puck's under it into the net. And if I'm not mistaken, that's what happened there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was almost like they were predicting the trajectory of Alex Nedeljkovic's pad, which is like unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. Um, that that was actual insanity. Um, I know afterwards he had, or this morning he had said that he would do that challenge ten out of ten times, and I think like hundred percent I would too. Like, you can't just take someone's pad and push it into the net. That's just not a thing. He was awfully spicy uh, in his po- in his uh, presser today. Like, yeah, obviously, he, like, apologized to, like, about his actions or whatever. But if you really, really read it, read into his comments, he said, yeah, we were 0 for 3 on goaltending challenges this year because we went by the letter of the law. I guess we yeah. need to do some more research on what it actually is. That's yeah, hilarious. That's, that was really funny. I, w- I wish he would have uh, gotten interviewed yesterday like we were after a game. Oh, he would have been. That would have been funny. Bob Bugner, yeah. though, I honestly loved that Bob was Bugner accepted. He's like newsy still. <laughs> I, I got the actual. I have the full on. I have the actual quote here. Yeah. Um, still handcuffs. Bugner said we couldn't find the keys for newsy. The cuffs are still <laughs> on him and back. Yeah, that's awesome. That was, I, was, I was especially I was when around I, watching. I was sticking around watching Red Wings live just to see if newsy was going to take a presser, and I was like, oh. Bugner, and then he comes out with that. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I said that. <laughs> Me too. That's exactly what I said too. Uh, but no, I I actually kind of like liked it. Uh, I will go back to the goal a little bit and like the actions. But uh, Bugner being like the Red Wings don't make their assistant coaches available really that much for like interviews. It's always it's always newsy that's answering the press conference, and I really liked that Bugner was taking questions. I, I thought I kind of cool. wish like the assistant coaches like did get a little more. It's a it's a team it's a team mandate like Eisman. That's how he wants it. Um, but I would too as well. I think Bugner is a super interesting guy. Obviously, being a head coach for so long, I think there's a lot of questions that could be answered in terms, especially of defensive development. Like example, like I'd love to quit, like talk to him, like him to get questioned about Jake Wallman. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. for, I, I mean, like really, Edvinson as well. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like you could talk about a, a couple different things. Cider's deployment. Like I think there's so many different things you could talk to him about. And why did Cider Cider log last night? It had 20, he was 26. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's 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 nearly playing half the game at this point, which it's pretty impressive. He's been I've I've liked Cider of late, like lately too. I think he's been really good. I think Going there's back been a, to his form of last year. I think so, yeah. And again, Wallman really helps. I know there's games yeah. here and there where he's, he struggles a little bit, but I think it's still still part of the learning curve of him yeah. playing that much. And Wallman struggled or played twenty four. Yeah, Cider had a really good game yesterday. Like that yep. was probably his best game. Why in, does he play so well against Pittsburgh? I don't know. He loves it. He loves playing against um, Crosby. There was so many times, like in the Ozone, where he was just completely dominating. Yeah, and then Wallman was feeding off of that. Where, like, I would argue I the last like couple game or like couple weeks, it was more so Cider was feeding off of Wallman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it works better when Cider is the main guy and Wallman is secondary because again, Cider's ceiling is just that much higher. Yes. Yeah. Not, so to, nice not, to, not to diminish Jake Wallman, but obviously Cider is yes. the one that like you'd rather Cider be the one that's clicking. Yeah, it, it seems like there's the offensive flow of the game when a line is on the ice with Cider and Wallman, when they're both clicking, like the Larkin line was so dominant last night, especially in the first and third. Yeah. When they got paired up with Cider and Wallman. Yeah. I I 
I was going to go back to the lone thing, but I really want to stick on this now because the fourth, the prawns first goal was that was the complete case there got rewarded. Wallman did two stutter steps and almost scored. That was so gross. <laughs> it almost and, reminds me like a, uh, a like a like a Steph Curry like fadeaway shot. Is like literally. this is like the NHL equivalent. You know what I mean? It's just he does these little moves and he jukes them out and then is actually able to go in for a shot. It's so impressive. Yeah. But um yeah, that line was cooking. And I, I made a note of it because obviously Raymond got taken off the first line, which is something that hasn't happened in a while. And Kubelik got put back up. And I know that's something, Grant, you've been talking about for a while. And he played really good. I mean, Raymond has struggled to produce anything lately. Yeah, one goal has lost 19 games. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been pretty. I'm not, like, obviously, he's so, he's so young yet. And you need oh, to put him 100%. in the best chance to succeed still. But for team's production right now, he shouldn't be on the top line with Larkin when Larkin's still giving it. You put him with the best players that can help him the best right now, which yep. I think Perron and Kubalik, that line had showed promise early on in the season. And Kubalik just provides a different kind of spark, kind of. And he's played the best this season when he's been with Larkin. I mean, surprise, but yeah, um, he's... Way better than he has played anywhere else, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Um, yeah, he almost scored. He, I mean, obviously he scored, but then he almost scored off that cider pass too. I, th- I think it's the speed. Like when he's playing with a guy with such good pace, there's nobody to... else really like that besides Vlano, and you don't see it all the time. Where Larkin provides the pace, and then Perron is just so so bright. Um, yeah. Really helps Kubi. Yeah. yeah. What's up with Prawn? What's up? With... I'm sorry. So they go face of Prawn's game, but he's still good with the puck. He's there. He tries. What's really throwing yeah. me off right now with Prawn? Warrior. That's yeah. I don't like it. You I didn't hear. Like you missed his interview after the game. He's like, oh, yeah. I just just switched to Warrior. He was trying something new. I haven't scored in a while, but I guess I'll have to yeah. stick with it for another game. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Switch, I switched to a new stick. He was. He didn't say Dude. Warrior. Yeah, he didn't say Warrior, but. Dude, no, he no needs... free promos. Yeah, no, yeah, free ads. He's a CCM guy. Like obviously, I remember like back in the day when he he had the Reebok twenty Ks, and he had his, own, his he had his own curve too, at that point when it was Reebok. Yeah. But and then it switched to CCM. He's he, he's been using the original Ribcor like the ASI for years, like seven eight years, and he finally switched at this point. It looks it just looks strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But hey, he scored three goals. I shouldn't complain. You see his uh, game bucks he gave to his his kids today. That was adorable. I really thought that was was really funny. Thought that was really awesome. Um, But no, his importance again for this team. I love the fact that we have him for another year still. He's a leader, and he's a really smart hockey player. I mean, the production hasn't been fabulous this year. It's gonna be a fifty point guy still. Yes, he will be. Probably fifty point guy. I don't know how close is he even right now. Yeah, he's got like forty six, I think. Yeah, so I mean, not bad, especially no. on this, this team with how many goals are being scored a game. Yeah, I mean, Larkin's Larkin's too. You know? uh, no, his career average is a little bit better. He's like a fifty five point guy. So I mean, it's, it's well, a little yeah, bit less. Lar- Larkin's an outlier this year. Yeah, he he's like his gap between the other like the second leading scorers is yeah. insane. Is Perron the second leading scorer right now? He is Kubalik's third. Yeah. And Kubelik's at like 42 or 43. Jeez, oh, Pete's. That's got to be higher for a third guy on the team. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. 
Nuge is about to crack a hundred. I never thought I'd I know, that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm people. Wow. Were sh- people, I know. Not to, we keep getting off track, but people were shitting him on shitting on him on Twitter about like uh, having over half his points in the power play. It's like who cares? He's scoring exactly. Who cares? He's a good power play guy. Yeah, great. Wow. Yeah. You'd love five, to have a hundred point player. Love yeah, I would. I would not be complaining for shit if someone like oh. Alex Chason scored all of his goals basically on the power play. Like I'm not complaining. Yeah. You he had five Alex points Chase last night, and then he had a four point game last week too. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. And then a three point game. I think a three point game. The game before that, he's been on a tear. Fantasy owners are probably loving him this year, oh, especially yeah. because playoffs are right now too. Playoffs too. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to go back to um, Lalone. Um, I did love his comments this morning. How his, his daughter wasn't happy with his language. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I don't blame him for blowing up like that. Like again, this league is so terrible with its consistency. It goes into the further issue of like how are you supposed to attract new fans when current fans can't even understand the rules. This league consistently puts itself down. And we'll and eventually we'll get passed by MLS at this point, which is not good. Oh God, it's terrible. Don't and I, yeah. I could keep going again. I, I just got done shitting on them for fanatics last week. I'll go into the TV rights thing if you want me to, because that drives me yeah. bananas. But no, I, I can't blame Malone. I know he like apologized for it, but like no, you shouldn't. Like I, I loved that first year coach. Like I know probably doesn't help your rep with that certain referee, but. If that referee can't like move past that and actually officiate a game, then he shouldn't be an official. You know what I mean? Like you can't exactly. Be... It's pretty crazy. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Like the holding judgments like that. Because again, John Cooper was tossed by that guy this year. Uh, who else? I think Brindamore was tossed by this guy too. Like, he he is a very like low nonsense thing. Thin which skin. I don't know. Thin skin that like he's very he's I'm right and like I don't make mistakes kind of thing, which is not a good attitude to have. So, so I not, think it, I think it's not yeah, yeah I don't know I hate it I hate it yeah. the like referees have gone like I know it's a hard job and it's very um it's easy picking to be like the referees suck and here's why but no honestly like there should be a there should be a, a unfortunately there's a lack of referees from the youth level that can even be developed because parents suck. Yeah, and it's a grassroots problem of actually developing referees and becoming. So you're you're throwing guys that aren't experienced enough. Yeah, like if you wanted to go through the process and become like a like a high end like USHL referee to be, for example, it's not that hard. The thing is, you don't. I don't think you get paid enough to do it as a full time job. Like no, in like the USHL, I think you have to have like another job. I think I think it's like five hundred dollars a game or something like that. Yeah. Your travel expenses, but like, that's still not yeah, much. No, right. But still, my you know my, my point stands is like yeah. right. to actually to get to get up leagues like that. It's not that hard because they they're so desperate for it. So there's not a lot of development that's happening. Yeah, for sure. And it's just something that's I think that should be looked at and addressed, and maybe incentivized by the league as well. Like referees are paid more for training. I don't know. Like again, that's not my job to figure out what the fix is, but it, it's definitely an issue. This year and, and also like Toronto is an example of like the the reviewing system and the inconsistencies is not great. So uh obviously yeah. it didn't end up mattering this game. The Penguins shot themselves in the foot. Uh net like 
they did score a fourth goal. They tied the game. Josh Archibald with the wraparound, but Ned had no idea where the puck was. Not his fault on that one. Um, I mean, it was tough. Like he looked one way, and like there was a guy going the other way. He thought that was the way, and then Archibald tucked it in the other way. That but was overall, the one I really had a problem with. Was really, like, I mean, yeah. find the puck. I mean, he was sold that. That was like an odd exchange behind the net. Like it was, it was an there. odd exchange. But I mean, that's how I looked at it. He like, was, it was really, just like a tough one. really, really, really clueless on that play. the The first three goals of the game, like, I mean, yeah, Zucker's first, one, Zucker's first goal, like he made a huge, two huge saves on, and then got left out to dry. Yeah, first one, the Penguins were all over the Red Wings. The second one was five on three leave of Genny Malkin wide open in the slot to shoot on a goalie like one on one basically with screens. Yep. That was a really nice shot by Malkin. And then the uh, third tipped, one tipped was, by Gensel. Oh that was tipped too. Yeah tip by Gensel. Yeah, even better. Um and then the third one obviously it was what it was. Like the first mm-hmm. three I had trouble picking out any of them saying that he should have saved one. The fourth one I didn't really have a problem with it. I was I was just a little bit they just scored. Yeah, yeah. I'm like make figure out where the puck is. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had he went 35 for 39 in this game, which is unf- I wish he like again like he didn't his save percentage should have been better than what it was. He should have got rewarded for a better game. Yeah, he, he played he, a really good game. That's yeah, my yeah, that's my point. He, he he weathered the storm. Yes. Um, he made some really really big saves. I mean, I go back to the first period where he robbed Malkin on. A, a play that should have been a goal, like nine out of ten times, I think. That diving save with his glove in the first. Mm-hmm. And there were just other plays like that. He looked so this one, this moving the puck, going out and playing the puck. Every time he plays the puck, I get so anxious. And like last night I didn't he was just so calm about it. Mm-hmm. And they were still good plays. It's not he's just not like making the dumb plays right now like he was, was almost, last night yeah it was almost like when he was struggling at points last season and then this season he'd take risks he would take risks to like get himself into the game which was when he get himself in trouble yeah so i definitely i'm, I'm happy i i kind of like honestly i i could see an argument with Huso kind of being questionable the rest of the year and stuff like that i know Huso like he's gonna be back soon he skated today he said he's pretty close to being good and and uh lalone said he's out for the next two games but then they're gonna look at getting him back in I wouldn't mind you run three goalies the rest of the year. Yeah. More so because I. what's the point of sending Ned back down to GR and then also waving Hellberg for no reason? It's yeah. also just like the mental side of things. I, I really feel for Ned. Like you are basically a starting goalie after starting? Work, working your ass off in the minors for how long. And then you come to the season and then you're going to be a tandem goalie. And you have such a poor start that you get sent down to the minors again, and now you have to try to work your way back into the NHL. It's tough. It sucks. I mean... It's the NHL, though. It's the NHL. I know your play wasn't great, but um, from a likability standpoint, he's like, seems like he's a really likable guy. 100%. And, um, so anytime I see him playing well, it's it's really nice to see. Like, I, I would love for him to get an NHL job next year. Whether that I, think be you, I think he will. I think um, I, I highly doubt it would be at Detroit, but um, yeah, he's definitely. a talented goalie. It's just um, seems like he lets himself get to him sometimes. Yep, I agree. But no, uh, he's going to be starting on Thursday versus Carolina, which he actually historically has done pretty well against Carolina in the past. So yep. that's pretty cool. Carolina's um, been historically bad of late. 
Against Detroit, yes. And of late. And of not, late. Not historically bad, but they've been struggling. Yes. They're missing Schvetch. Bad. They're and also Patrick too. Like that sucks too. Yeah, that they didn't even get to, they didn't even get him to miss him, basically. I know that would have been nice if, games. It would have been nice for them because again, I'm a Carolina guy. I like them. It would have been nice uh, if they like if if you lose Fetch, you would have had Patrick to fill in. My gosh. They got Pooley Arby though. Just Come think on. how much they're missing though with Stretch and Patrick. Like how much offense is that? Oh my goodness. Two thirty goal guys. Yeah. That sinks that sinks any team in the NHL. I'm sorry. In fact, the Carolina is still pretty competitive. And my and my futures tickets on Carolina. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, but yeah, David Perron, uh, we were still in this game. David Perron scored two more goals. Um, the power play goal, that was a bad one by Smith. Can't let that one in. And uh, then the other one, nice little backhand chip for the Hattie. And Larkin ices it in the empty net. Pretty cool. I thought it was nice that Prawn again gets reward with the Hattie. His, I, I loved his comments about it's not being his favorite one because his hat trick in the playoffs last year was pretty sweet. But uh, no, yeah. I thought it, it's pretty special. And I grant, like Legrand said, that the pucks for the kids, pretty sweet. Um, Larkin also a three point night. But yeah, uh, overall, pretty a pretty good win at this point in the season for the Red Wings who have struggled. And I kind of look at it like the Boston game, for example, the five three win over Boston. This one are like games we can look at fondly after the season's over, and also the players can build off of. So that's pretty cool. Lark but should I, have had Lark should have had four. Yeah, and the the post. No, he got robbed on the the Lindstrom goal. He would have the secondary. <sighs> Damn. Damn. Sorry, Kubli gets it though. Um, <laughs> what's up with Larkin as well? Hating the Joseph brothers. I don't know. That was that was a nice little sucker. Yeah, I'd love to see it just for the kid. It's like uh, he got like a cross check in the like right after the whistle and he did not like it. He like, took that hit from Friedman, too, and he also swung a stick at Friedman. He missed, but like a good thing he missed that. And then <laughs> Kubli plastered Friedman from behind the next period, too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I did not see that. Same, no. same exact play. It was the same exact play. Kubli plastered him and then Friedman got up and like was like, I don't know, saying some really not nice stuff to Kubli. Why he's a nice guy. That's how I think. Yeah, come on, don't be that. Like, don't be like that. Yeah. Um, but no, big win against a team that's on. That's fighting it. Like their 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 math is still pretty decent to get in the playoffs. The the best thing about last night, and right right now down the stretch, I really don't care win or lose. I mean, I don't hate a loss to be honest with you. Like, well, I mean, we'll talk about why we don't hate losses in a little bit. Well, I'm just saying. I I obviously like for draft purposes, I don't hate. A loss and last night I was kind of mixed emotions before the game because I wasn't sure if I wanted I really don't like Pittsburgh and I really don't want them to make the playoffs um but I, I wouldn't care if our draft position gets better per se and then the big game of St. Louis in Vancouver was happening that night Oh, that was, was like, perfect. I was like, dude, if these teams go to overtime and St. Louis wins, that would be huge. What do you know? St. Louis is up like five to two, and then Vancouver strolls back and ties at five five with like a minute left, and they go into overtime, and St. Louis scores right away. Jacob, Jacob Brown, Brown actually. We're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about that though. Yeah. So I was really happy after that game. Yeah, I won. I won fifteen dollars off that game, so I was fifteen. Yeah, well, you're rolling in that. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying not to spend it one place. 
Um, but yeah, definitely a, a good tank game, you know, as a or good good tank game for them, for the Red Wings purposes, the St. Louis Vancouver game. Um, let's talk about some prospects. The Red Wings decided to get. What? What do, what do you think about the um? Sorry, what do you think about the Philip Hedel deal? He's so got far. signed. Yeah. What's the what's the what's the contract? Four by four point four. That's a steal. That is a steal. That's a really good contract. Yeah. Yeah. I was player. that was a guy I would like honestly like consider in the offseason if the Rangers were in a tough spot. Yeah. You try to He's... you try to pluck him. Mm, any any six. team, not not even Detroit, like any team. Middle six center. Yeah. Great. Those are very helpful to have. He's a big guy. Like he's been scoring a lot. That's a really good contract. Yeah, New York's been really good to lay too. Yeah, he had a nasty goal the other night, wasn't it? Yeah. His first one in a while. Dude, he's got like twenty plus on the season. He's like a he's gonna be like a fifty point guy this year. That's good. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh I like that. He's a but really yeah. good player. Talk about our prospects though. I'm done. Done. I don't care about he's he's out of the picture, you know. My little uh cat friendly team builder doesn't matter anymore. Filipinos out. GM. Armchair GM. Filipino RFA uh, contract out. Gone. Yeah. William Wallander, Carter Mazer in. Let's go. Big time. Yeah. Uh, Rogalis season ends. Uh, we figured that it, like any else he was happening, but we didn't know that he'd also get an ATO for the rest of the year. But yeah, William Wallander joins the Griffins for the rest of the year. Um, great season. Again, he was their, probably their number one defenseman, at least top pair. Played a lot on the right side, which is important for uh, the future in our last move of Phil Peronic. Um, But no, what can we expect from William Wallander? Is he going to push for a spot next year? Um, I don't know. I would say it's pretty early for that. Um, obviously a possibility. I don't know. I don't know that it would be above Evanson's and Johansson's odds of making the team. So I would say the likelihood is no, but he's going to get some good reps next year in the AHL Um, if he doesn't squeak out of the team, which which will be good for him to adjust the ice. Um, I know, like, typically a lot of the Swedes or North or European players, they – it's kind of a learning curve depending on their play style. And he likes to use the ice and stretch the ice. So I think there'll be a little bit of an adjustment period. For sure. No, he's just so big, smooth skating. He uses his reach again extremely well, like similar to an Edmondson. But I think he's got more offensive flair. And that's yeah. something he's, exciting. He's really, really rangy. Yeah. That excites me big time. So I know I, I, I agree. I think he needs a little time. And he's a big project player. They picked him knowing that he'd be a couple years out, and his his project, like the project pick, is is he's progressed faster than what they thought. Yeah, for sure. So I think whatever you get is gravy. And if he hits his ceiling, uh, the top three of Edvinson, Sider, and Wallander will honestly be near the top of the NHL. Yeah, if they hit, if if they hit. Obviously, Cider, I, I would consider it hit, but Edvinson and Wallinder still have some growing, and it, right. it's pretty it's pretty exciting to see like the both of them look to be trajecting really very well. So that was important, and it's cool that they, he gets to join Grand Rapids, and also with without without Edvinson for the rest of the year, it's kind of a big ad for them. Yeah, for end. sure. 
uh, also joining uh, Grand Rapids and making his debut tonight. Arguably, like my fair prospect, Carter Mazur. Uh, Denver didn't go as far as they probably thought they were after winning the the title last year. Um, lose out to Cornell, which is a tough one. But Major had an excellent year. Again, up for defensive forward in the NCHC. Won the rookie of the year last year. Was almost a point per game last year. Almost a point per game this year. 22 goals, 40 games, 37 points. Um, I thought maybe he would like honestly play a little bit in Detroit this year with the lack of bodies up front. But I uh, signed an ATO as well and playing with Griff, the Grand Rapids. And I do like he's just going to get a taste of the program pro game first. And then he can try to push for a spot next year. I don't know if he's going to be ready. But I think he's close, and I love his game. And if you miss Tyler Bertuzzi, here's your guy. Yeah, I would say a little bit different play styles. I mean, both go to the dirty areas a lot. But I'm not sure where he'll be at at the start of next year and what his readiness will be like. But either way, like another really good prospect right into the fold. Yeah, and the details on that one, uh, 900, 905 grand for three years in the ELC. Nice little signing bonus, too, for him on, on that deal of coming out of college. And then Wallinder is uh, 925 for three years. No signing bonuses on that, according to Cap Friendly. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for Mazer. I'm, I'm curious to see how he does tonight, where he's actually playing, too. It's going to be fun. Um, the, the big surprise, though, after Casper's comments is that he's also coming to North America too, and they have not specified where he's we're reporting to. I'm curious if it's Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. You there know what I mean? Like, and Detroit and Detroit hasn't and hasn't um, posted anything about it either. It's been Rogla who reported that he would be joining North America because Casper said he wanted to get some high school work, like he wanted to go back and finish high school. And then worry about world championships, which he's already expected to like be a key contributor for the Austrian team. But um, yeah, if he can get some games to the NHL, that'd be huge. Again, great year from him too. After again slowly developing, he, he got more and more ice time as the time went on. Became a top six center for Rogla. Plays with so much pace and stuff like that. And he's also kind of that net front guy. Goes to the dirty yeah, areas, scores, game. but he's also very skilled though. Casper's yeah. a guy I'm super excited about. Yeah, I don't know what his I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think like at eight overall last year's draft, he was a great pick at this point. Looking like it, yeah. What I like about him is he's kind of like got a little bit of everything to his game. He's got that grit skill, like you just said, it each grit skill goes to the net, goes to the dirty areas, and he's a center in too, which is kind of big for uh, really currently, yeah, very big for Detroit yeah, right now. Yeah. Really big, yeah. Outside of outside of him at center, it's uh, it's bleak. Amadeus Lombardi is a fun yeah. story, but I don't know if he's ultimately a center at the next level. Uh, because yeah. he's been sick in the OHL this year too. But I mean, uh, lighting it up. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm. I, I hope Casper's going to Detroit. Selfishly, play some games, and ultimately, maybe it's not where he ends up next year, like for full season, but just to get a taste this year. It'd be, I think it'd be big, and they're they're down guys too. I think it's easy. You could easily fit them in. Yeah, easily. Exactly. Um, Even I should if it's add, like two two game stint or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's there. gonna take some time for him to get his passport and stuff. Like I'm oh, yeah, sure it sure. would be if it is a that. thing. If it is a thing, like it's gonna take a little bit. So that's why I was surprised. Even Wallander and like signed an ATO. Like I was surprised about that. 
because I figured like there wouldn't be enough time for him to get over. But I guess they expect his paperwork to get done faster. Because I remember Edvinson, Edvinson signed at the end of, towards the end of the season last year too, and he didn't he didn't come over because I, don't, I didn't think there was gonna be ready in time. Remember Helberg signed, and he yeah. didn't he didn't come until like the last two weeks of the season. He signed just right after the deadline or something like that. Or yeah, it was close. It's close to that. Yes. Yeah. Between so, there and Christmas, and it was like it was way earlier in the season. They talked about it, like, oh yeah, they had they had a deal, had an agreement, but he couldn't yeah. get his paperwork together. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just the only thing about that is like, I don't. I feel like they're not typically the organization that rushes players in the lineup to just to play him in the lineup, and plus no. like the amount of players at Grand Rapids is down right now. I know you mentioned that Detroit's down a bunch of players, but they've accumulated all Grand Rapids players. So Grand Rapids is like a mess right now. Yeah, you could send down like a Luff or a Zarnik though. You could. I just don't know that you would just rush him in the lineup. I think you'd want to see him play games on North American ice in the right. AHL first. I'd right. be pretty surprised if he goes right to the Red Wings, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I'm selfishly hoping. I think it I think it would be worthwhile. Pipe turn. Pipe turn. Pipe turn. Worthwhile if, if... as in like our viewing or just worthwhile for the team yeah. the team's viewing if he's gonna push for a spot next year you might as well see how he does against Angel on the competition towards like for the last couple games I don't know I just think it's so hard to just throw it's such a tough position to put a player in like okay. towards the end of a season like against that sure. competition where he's never played against before I think yeah. you wait till training camp probably and let him duel it out in the AHL and see how he does down there okay I guess we see that a little differently. I, I I get what you're saying though. I understand. It's I it's just tough for a kid to just yeah, get thrown into definitely, that. definitely. Um, I guess before we get into like our final topic, uh, I did want to mention uh, Fabry done for the year. Uh, had uh, a procedure done, which again sounds a little scary. Forty six weeks recovery, so it wasn't super serious, I guess. But I think anything with him and his knees, I think are super serious. So hopefully he's able yeah. to come back. Again, when he first came back this year, he was a big jump to that lineup. Yep. So I hope for the bet, like for for him personally, he's able to come back and still be very productive next year. And also, Philip Sedina also not looking good either. He could be done as well. His season's been a mess too. You feel for him, like you feel for him because he was kind of like he started off, it wasn't getting a lot of ice time. Then he gets hurt. He comes back. He's playing well, but not getting rewarded, which is just the story of his life. And then he started kind of tapering off after another injury and hasn't really been able to play catch up. So another interesting guy to watch this off season for sure. Like either way, whether they keep him or trade him. So definitely uh, interesting, but I, I feel for him. Hopefully they both recovered perfectly, you know? Um, yeah. The fun topics, uh, the Bedard, the Bedard standings update Detroit currently at eighth, uh, eighth best odds, 6%. Uh, I ran the tankathon a little bit. It took me only like twenty five tries to get Detroit at first. Took me three tries. Ooh, there you go. So if we add ours together, we got it twice in uh, three. No, well, I I rolled it again. I rolled another three times, and out of those three times, the Red Red Wings got first and then second. So oh boy, Adam Fant Grant, say the line, say the line. Adam Fantilli, welcome to Detroit. I mean, after watching the NCAA tournament, I mean, how can you not love? I mean. Obviously, Bedard is the prize here. The, the dude's numbers are video game ass. There's a lot of prizes in this draft. Yeah. 
Will Smith, also very good. I would gladly take a Will Smith. The thing is, I don't see any way that he's making it to eight. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Leo Carlson not happening. Also Philly, you good. need to wake up and win the next nine games. I don't think it's out of the question. They've won four straight. I know. They're on a tear right now. They're trying to help us. And if you look at Detroit's schedule, it's not easy. No. It's, uh yeah, Carolina, Winnipeg, back-to-back. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of rough here. They have another they have another back-to-back, too, at some point, too. I think Carolina is also part of that back-to-back. Yeah. So there's a lot of games down the stretch here that could result in losses. It's a weird, it's a really it's weird having this conversation when you didn't expect to have this earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but no, obviously Bedard he set CHL record this year. What do you have, like 71 goals in 140 some points? Yeah, he's something like that. He's ridiculous. If Detroit won the lottery, either of those players would change the complete direction of what the team's doing. Exactly. Either player, because both players they both would play in the NHL next year. Yes. There's 100%. possibly, like, realistically, I think you could make the argument that those two play in the NHL for sure. And then mm-hmm. you could argue Leo, Carl, Leo Carlson could play in the NHL. He'd be close. Um, Matt Mitchkoff could, but he's not. Matt Mitchkoff could. I think, I'm listening. I don't know. Um, also, another one would be. Um, oh my gosh. Winnipeg. Oh, Benson. Benson could possibly play in the NHL too. I think his size would hold him back, but he's he's electric. I mean, he's. I I would put him on the same tier as Savoy, if not a little bit better. And Savoy is like the same size. Yeah, I just mean more so for getting used to pro te- pro game. Yeah. I would I would say he probably doesn't make it next year, but I get what you're saying. Um, but no, there's a lot of fun. Pro- like again, if Detroit ends up around eight. You have guys like Reinbacher that will probably be there in that range. Braden Yeager, yeah, who's a good who's a good player. hasn't like had the counting stats, but like he's still really good this year. Crystal, but his skating is not great. But he's he puts really up good, he though. puts up numbers. Yeah, he's a he's an interesting guy. Uh, Cody Colby Barlow is this year's Mace McTavish. It seems like he's he's rising up draft boards right now. Um, there's a couple guys I I really like. I really look at and I'm like, okay, they're gonna be pretty good players. I know Nate Danielson on some lists is extremely high. He's as well. really good. Yeah, he's like a big boy too. He's 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 elite. I think he's gonna be a guy that goes pretty high. Um, kind of like a Dylan Cousins type of kind. He's a high. really really good skater and possesses the puck well. Yeah, Dylan Cousins type. I stand stand by that. But no, better, I thought better hands. Yes, but teams around him. Like again, I think like we were talking about that St. Louis Vancouver game, and um. Yeah, like, what would your guys' like, if Detroit doesn't win Bedard, obviously, they don't win the lottery, or they get second overall. Where would you want Bedard to land? What do you think? Maybe, okay, give two answers. Yeah, two answers. Selfishly, where you'd want him to go, and then, like, what would be best for the league? Maybe that's how I'll ask that. Uh, Selfishly. You'd want Columbus, selfishly, right? Columbus. What would be best for the league? Probably, like, a big market like Montreal. Yeah, unfortunately. I'd be so mad yeah. if he went to Montreal. Me too. I, I would like Columbus or like, I think San Jose is such an electric market when they're a good hockey team. But they're yeah. just such a mess right now that I don't know how that would be good. Also, Col- Columbus can be pretty electric too when they have a good team. 
Yeah. And that would literally change that team so much. Andy, what's your answer? They're going to get either Fantilli or Bedard and be sick. Yeah. Andy? Uh, Well, Montreal would be like the one. But Columbus, I'd like to see him in Columbus too. But San Jose is probably where I'd like to see him live. San Jose's sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. Their issue is they don't they don't know. Like Mike Greer, just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing right now. He's like, um, Ek and Bedard the PP. Vancouver would also be a fun market in terms of like, I don't want it. Also, Detroit would also be a fun market. Detroit would be, like, ideally, like I would love to. I would okay. I would love to see a team that actually try to be competitive this year, win it. That are also already have pieces. Like Columbus, for example, has pieces. They have Kent Johnson. They got Zach Wierenski. They have pieces to play with Johnny Goudreau. They Johnny have pieces. Goudreau, hello. Krill Marchenko, Marchenko, Patty Line, um, David Juracek, who's probably one of the best defensemen outside the NHL right now. Yep. Um, what's the other defenseman's name they drafted? Danton Matejchuk. Denton Matejchuk, also very good. Corson Coolmans. Uh, Corson Coolmans. I know Cole Sillinger's had a tough year, but again, also a pretty good player. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much that you could you could look at it that way, as like yeah. Erica Branson. Yeah, that's the biggest name. For yeah, example, and, and obviously Detroit, like a team like Detroit, if he gets there, like they're automatically like that's you're kind of like that's wraps GG's rebuild. Yeah, but like a team like Arizona, for example, wins like cool. He's gonna be stuck in a shit market for like a, a shit team for three more years. Yeah. A team like San Jose, who does not have any prospects, you get Bedard, you're automatically just gonna be propped up. And not have like any pieces to surround him with other than um William Eklund. And Thomas Bordolo, who's also fun. And yeah, they have Danny Shikov. They do. He's uh top six forward. You heard it here first. Um so that's kind of like my I, I yeah. I want to see him go to a mark like a team that like has a young core around him they can build up together a little bit. Unfortunately, Montreal fits that build. And I would hate my I'd hate it. The Atlantic would become so much worse. I would I would be very upset. Um yeah. but no, I want to talk about like a team that also is in the like again, Vancouver I brought up a little bit ago. Um I told you guys to stay off Twitter a little bit, but uh they put out their um their uh ticket holder um their season ticket holder letter. And uh I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this little thing from you for you and I wanna tell you I wanna I want you to tell me what it's missing, okay? We are currently the fifth youngest team in the league. We believe in the core of our elite players. Elias Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, T- uh, JT Miller, and Thatcher Demko are exceptional players who continue to elevate their game. We're equally excited about emerging new players on our roster, which include Andre Kuzmenko, Ethan Mikheyev, Ethan Bear, and recently acquired Phil Peronik. This is a terrific base, terrific base to build on. There's so much work to upgrade areas of their team. This includes being active in the college and European free agent markets, along with managing our cap and by using all options available to us. Can you guys name name some something that's missing there? I don't know. I, I kind of zoned out for for a second of it. Not gonna oh. lie. All right, cool, fine. Who was right, missing? Cool. Brock Besser oh, just I mean, did not mention does not mention Brock Besser at all in gonna, terms of like core players. I was gonna say I didn't think I heard you say Brock Besser, but I wasn't sure. No, also yeah. Pod Colson, Nils Hoglander, not mentioned in it. So well, I mean, they haven't really done. Yeah, anything. I mean, they they mentioned Jeremy Colleton coaching the minor league team also in it. But like again, they don't name their names like top prospects. Makes me makes me think they're not really keen on uh rebuilding. Yeah. So I, I find that very interesting as a team who has kind of shot themselves in the foot 
<laughs> after the deadline and uh their odds of getting Bedard are slimmer and slimmer and they're going to convince themselves that they're better than what they are which is as a as a fan is very entertaining to me so keep going keep going Vancouver keep going um but yeah uh also I forgot to mention as well back to the Red Wings uh, Ben Sherratt also rejoining the team on Thursday so that was kind of surprising he all of a sudden he's like oh, I'm good there wasn't really a lot of build up to that so yeah. uh that'll be nice him and Edvinson back in the D core so I don't have to probably see Lindstrom and probably Hag so that'd be that'd be nice Grant I know is upset he's yeah I don't even want to talk about it punching holes in the door currently but yeah not everyone can be happy. You can't please everyone. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd mention that quickly. But that's going to do it for this one. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at TPL Pod. Um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, be sure yeah, to support Inside the Rink as well. Our partners with this. Um, ESPN Plus, InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. Sign up for that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.